Hey John, how's it going? Good, thanks, Sam. Awesome. So, uh, how'd your talk go? Uh, I think it went well. The videos didn't work on my side, oh, no. which is always like a bad, <laughs> bad scenario. But I managed to fumble through and, and, and get it done. Awesome. How have, have you found South Start so far? It's. I've already met a bunch of interesting people, so I think that's the value of it. You know. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah, it's were been you, really good. Were you at the dinner last night? I was. Amazing dinner. Yeah. Like the best best food I've had in a while. Good setup, wasn't it? It was. Did a really good job of it. Yeah. Um, Duncan makes pretty pretty epic food. Yeah. The short rib was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think like one of the things that they're trying to do here at Southside is is just that start conversations, right? Yeah. And actually sort of you know get people talking and right. um, it's something that uh, I think in Adelaide has been lacking in the past. And mm-hmm. there's lots of people doing really cool stuff, right. but it's all kind of in, in silos. Right. Um, from a, so whereabouts are you based in Sydney? Or? I'm based in Melbourne. Based in Melbourne, cool. Do you spend much time over here? or uh, A few times a year. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, from an outsider looking into sort of what's going on in, in Adelaide, what's your kind of perspective, I suppose, of the... Uh, well, I mean, the, there's, there's always this really funny thing of a disproportionate amount of cool stuff coming out of small places. Mm. And I think Adelaide's definitely got that going on. Um, you know, you've got the holographic stuff, you've got some great VR studios, there's really, you know, there's quite a lot going on, quite a lot of activity for the size. It's really kind of, I think, someone mentioned this before, I think similar to Wellington as well, okay, sure. you know, where they've got, you know, some, you know, big international companies that yeah. come out of there and um, I kind of see a similar sort of thing happening here as well. We are just talking to Tony from Rising Sun before, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah, such cool stuff that does happen. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it does sort of, it doesn't get championed as much as uh, you know, potentially happens in a bigger city. So, right. um, but the, I mean, I think, one, I think one of the advantages of a smaller city is it's easier for people to meet each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so you're talking about the silo thing. If you're in a big city, people, you know, the students hang together and the experienced people hang together, yeah, and sure. you know, you need that kind of collaboration between all the different levels for something to happen. I think that's really important. Something we've kept touching on today is sort of yeah, the need to get people in the same room and start these conversations mm-hmm. and actually. Yeah, I think it's good for the whole ecosystem and across sort of, you know, different diverse fields too. Sure. Uh, so I work in a, a place called the Arcade. In, okay. And you, in, in Melbourne, it's a games co-working place. You've got yeah, a similar sure. thing here with Games Plus in yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. Um, but we have students who do their projects there. They get mentored by established studios. We have, you know, facilities around video making and, you know, people, if you need a lawyer, you know who to contact. And yeah, I think cool. that's what I'm talking about. And I think yeah. I can see that here in Adelaide, all the different stratas coming together. How long have you been at Unity for? Uh, a bit over two years now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, interesting place to work and play. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's got a really unique company culture. Started in Copenhagen, mm. and um, so there's there's quite an open communication style. Okay. And um, yeah, I really love it. It's awesome. Cool. So you got quite a long um, history in development. I was just looking at your LinkedIn. I that's do. Yeah. That's, your, that's your background. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and quite a long time in sort of the AR um, augmented kind of field too. Yeah, I've had a few career changes. I mean, I started off doing, I suppose general programming and AI work mm-hmm. and then I and then I went and did an AR was part of an AR startup for a while and that led on to you know a number of years of work in AR cool. um, once you once you're known for a thing it kind of keeps keeps rolling on and then I was involved with starting a game studio in Melbourne as well and okay yeah what what's what's the future in your, in your eyes like where do you see things going especially in that space because I mean there's I think there's so much potential so much interesting but at, at the moment it feels I don't know potentially and we're talking about this in the studio with on a consumer level anyway, um, augmented is, you know, sometimes seen as novel as opposed to actually right. being real world ap- applicable. Right. Yeah, it, it, there's always the way, there's always, I mean, it's the, the classic hype cycle. At the moment, we're still very much in the dot-com era, you know, where everyone put dot-com at the end of their name yeah. and where everyone's like doing dot, you know, AR in their name. Yeah. And it's just like, well, no, it's a it's a tool and it's part of your process, not necessarily a product. Yeah, okay, and sure. I think there's still that, 
you know, people who are in it now are enthusiasts, you know, who are going coming from a tech point of view, yeah. whereas, whereas really we need a product or a problem point of view. And I think that's happening. And, and the other part is the big pieces, you know, a, a big geographic database or some way we can kind of connect things together. So it's not just something on your table anymore. It's I'm part of this environment and I, I can use my spatial awareness to kind of map out my digital awareness around that as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. And where do you see, what, what's, what goes, where do we go from here? Like what is the, what's 10 years down the track look like? I think it's easier and easier for people to enter in and make things and I think that's probably the big trend. Okay. You know, it's always been, um, you know, you hire an agency or you, you, you know, you pay a lot of money and I think there's tools now coming to your phone which lets you, lets you start making stuff straight away. Um, so I think, yeah, letting people, letting a wider group of people make things and then also the other side is companies coming out on the infrastructure side where we, you know, we can talk about the AR cloud and, and all those sorts of things as well that kind of, broaden the user scope or the use cases we can have in AR. Cool. Mm. So I think we've been talking about a lot today actually I suppose is is education and, and, and sort of kids now and, and how do we mm. how do we train them to deal with the future that they're coming into. Um, right. especially from a from a tech perspective, but also, you know, just the uh, we're talking about agility a lot and you know that that need to be quick on your feet and, sure. and be able to chop and change as you know the world changes around us. Right. Um as a developer or background in development, like what do you see um, coming, coming, kids coming out of uni now, and, and what's sort of happening in you know in a young development? Do you think there needs to be changes around how people are trained? Or, hmm. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I think I think some of the thing of tech moving quickly is true, and it's not true. You know, like I've, I still work in languages that are you know forty years old, sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, as always, the, the, it's the thought process that are important. Um, so, you know, I, I like teamwork. I like, you know, I really like an apprenticeship model. I think a lot of things around technology are you go and study something theoretical without a great mental framework and yeah. then go out and apply it. I'd love to see more mixing. Um, and you see a lot of vocational schools doing that now when they have mentorship programs. And so by the time you've graduated, you've actually had, you know, you've got a good mental model of how a product's put together and what a workflow looks like. Yeah, and we were talking before about... Um you know, in a real world, you come out of uni and let's say you want to be an entrepreneur and start something, mm. you've got to go through that cycle of sort of failing and, and right. actually, you know, doing real world projects, which right. often you don't get to do at that kind of you know, high school or tertiary level. Yeah, exactly. Um, and go through that kind of process of, you know, iterating and failing and, you know, sure. seeing, learning from your mistakes. Definitely. So, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if someone tells you 20 times, you've still got to do it once yourself and fail and, and give it a <laughs> shot, right? right? I, I think that vocational... Um, you know, TAFE style is actually, especially for something like development or design, right. um, actually, you know, having hands-on real-world application as opposed to just theory. Yep. Marketing as well. Obviously, you need theory too, but yep. um, you, you kind of need both, especially when you get out there and want to get a job. Right, right. Um, it's pretty important. So, um, your, your title at uni is Evangelist. So, <laughs> um, I mean, what does your sort of role involve? It's really broad. I mean, the... I, I, yeah, I mean, there's only three people who work for Unity in Australia. Oh, cool. So I pretty much do anything on the technical <laughs> side of things. Yeah. So there's a lot of speaking workshops, um, but also going into, into companies. So a lot of what I do is outsider games where people are going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in 3D. I've got you know this these assets here. I want to do something with them. How do I do that? And so I'll go in and say, what's your skill base? You know, how do we how do we kind of put a process around this? And, and help them kind of move in that direction. Cool. Yeah. That takes you to some pretty interesting places then? It does, yeah. You're yeah. on the road a fair bit? Or? I'm a, yeah, I've got like a six-week stint at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Australia-wide or just... Uh... Oh, international as well. I mean, Australia and New Zealand is my region for what I cover, but I oh. often, you know, I was in Singapore last week and, and Bangkok the week before that, so I get around a lot. Nice. It's exciting. 
I actually hadn't heard too much about Wellington. It's interesting you brought that up. Right. And, that, and that's, that's the thing, I think, with some of these small hubs that um, we, we actually had an office in Chiang Mai um, in, in northern Thailand for a while. Right. Um, but it's similar. They've got a really great university there um, and, and especially around development, some really smart people who are doing some cool stuff and a great little startup ecosystem. Right. Sometimes you just don't hear about these places. I definitely, and I think there's, I think there's kind of a sweet spot for size, as we mentioned yeah. before, about you know, you know, more more people you have, the harder it is to connect. And so, you know, yeah, a smaller place can work really well. Mm. Uh, it's really great, I think, you know, things like this where we can actually start connecting and, and, and getting people together. So, um, you, know, you can start having these conversations. Right. Right. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks so much for the chat, mate. No problem. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks for us.